It's the When Fishing Podcast. Applying techniques. Then I put the sea rigs on the A rig. fresh ideas. They can't all be good ones. Talking stories. <laughs> reports. Conservation. Probably too close. All to make you and I better fishermen. Hello. We got a couple reports for you. Uh, the first one's a deep drop. My first successful set of deep drops. Been doing uh, a number of attempts uh, over the past couple of years on coastal shelves around like canyons and stuff, trying to find some coastal deep drop worthy deep drops. Looking for sablefish, blackgill rockfish, among other things. Pacific hake, which would be garbage um, for table fare. Most of them are dinks, but still looking for these species, you know. So I've had a couple of failed attempts this year, but finally decided, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go to the 14-mile bank on a good day. Um, I've been there. I went there once this this year and it was too windy by the time I got there so it wasn't um it wasn't worth you know dropping 24 ounces into a thousand feet of water when I'd probably be uh my line would be horizontal by the time it got to the bottom uh with those kinds of conditions but I finally found a day that it was not like that it was glass it was glass all day so uh I went out there 600 oh 600 launch 25-mile ride to the 14-mile bank. Lots of podcasts to listen to in that amount of time. So we got there, and uh, there's a moderate current, but I was able to keep my 24-ounce weight pretty much directly below me. And uh, I did well. I, I only had one drop where I didn't bring up a fish which is really nice when you're reeling up a thousand feet. You hope to God that there's something on the end of it. And uh, you could tell, even uh, with braided line, I was using 60-pound braided line um, and a 60-pound leader. And that uh, that stayed plenty sensitive down to 900, 800, 900, 1,000 feet. Those were my approximate drops. Um First drops in 800 feet landed me a sword spine rockfish and pink rockfish, both new species for me. Um, but I was looking for Mexican rockfish and blackgills and maybe a sable, but I knew that the sables are, uh, you know, generally over kind of mud bottom, so they're kind of a crapshoot to find. So uh, moved over a little bit in, from 800 to 900 feet of water. What did I find? I found uh, Mexican rockfish. Mission accomplished. And then over to uh, and then a uh, uh, chameleon rockfish, which is kind of cool. It looks almost like a almost like an albino rockfish, just so light pink. And uh, yeah, so I got those. That was that was super cool. Um, moved over to like. I think I was in like 950 to 1,000. Finally got my blackgill rockfish. Double mission accomplished. It was a real 
average size fish for them. I, I've been seeing a lot of two to four or five pounders of uh, black gills. So I was hoping that I'd be able to find some of those, but I only found one black gill for the day and it was, uh, it was about 14 inches. So regardless, I got it. And, uh, I tried it for sushi. I saw this video online on the, uh, on the YouTubes and, uh, some, some, you know, fresh fish seller in like San Pedro or something, uh, was, uh, uh, talking it up and saying how it's, how it's good, uh, how it's good raw, and I had never had raw rockfish before, raw, 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 rockfish, but, uh, it was not that good <laughs> for sushi, it looked good, it looked very pristine, it was a little bit, like, on the chewy side, very, um, not just, not just firm, I mean, like, tuna is firm, so this is on the chewy side, and, uh, I didn't really care for it, so um, I'm going to try and figure out what i got to do with that to make that the way I want it. But, uh, yeah, I ended up with... The majority of my fish were uh, Mexican rockfish, including, like, a six-pounder. So that was that was a nice... That's the biggest rockfish I've ever caught by, by a landslide. That was cool to see. Um, I, I think I'm going to have one side of that for lunch today and uh yeah so i got my limit of rockfish from the deep from the deep deep and then when i left it was still like glass calm no no wind yet and it was a three-hour ride back to the harbor so uh by the time i got back on the flats it was uh it was starting the wind was starting to pick up a little bit then i picked up a bunch of balloons and it was um yeah, a bunch of metallic balloons out there. You gotta, you gotta pick those up. And it was the day after my birthday, so uh, so that was a good little birthday present to catch. Uh, it was five, five new species for me. That's hard to do. Hard to do in your uh, in your local zone, I think. I would think I'd have to like travel outside of the state or outside of the country to get that kind of uh, prolific species hunting success so yeah that was one trip uh that was good and then on the way yeah back on the way uh back to the flats uh or on the flats after i collected the balloons there was a bunch of bait getting run around by dolphins and birds and stuff so i ran a high-speed troller through that stuff i don't have a lot of hope for that but at the same time i kind of wonder like you know if you know those yuzuri bonitas the mad max i think the smaller ones on the flats you could potentially, in my head anyways, it seems like something that you could potentially like hook a thresher with or you could, um, smaller ones, I would think like uh, Bonito or Barracuda would go for it. And so why not put it out while you're traveling if you're only going 10 knots like I am? So, um, yeah, so that was that trip. That was good. So much meat. I really want to get back out and deep drop again. Um to see what other new species I can find, but I am uh, so loaded up, so loaded up on rockfish meat right now that I'd feel uh, like an asshole to uh, to catch more. So, yeah. So then uh, I've tried two times in the last week to uh, locate threshers. I got I got the reports that 
Uh, there's local threshers around. They are very active. And uh, so I went south out of the harbor the first day. Uh, it was like quarter mile visibility with the fog. And uh, so I was just looking around, you know, and in my nearest sites for puddling bait fish, found some, found, got some fresh mackerel in the boat real quick. I don't have a live bait tank, so I just throw them in a bag and, you know, do what I can with them dead. Um, if I can later on in the day. Uh, so then I, uh, I kept moving down the coast. There's a spot that I like that pretty much always has a lot of bait, but I couldn't really find it this time. And then the turns looked like they wanted to find it there as well. There was like a dozen turns flying around, and I'm like, all right, the, the bait's here, right? And then they they just kept leaving. I was like, okay, like, why are you even here to begin with? I don't know. So I started following them offshore into the, um, into the vacuum of space, you know, when there's, when it's just like, when you have quarter mile visibility, it's like, where are you even going? I don't know. But it's kind of fun sometimes when it's like that. And it was this time. And then they found some dolphins and I started hitchhiking with the dolphins. The dolphins pulled up on a couple like little flurries of bait. And so I was like fishing those for a second, but they were only on them for a couple minutes. So then I kept following them, kept following them, kept following them. The next thing I know, I'm like five miles offshore. And then they find a uh, huge mass of of bait, uh, like, you know, 30, 40 yard wide uh, sardine schools in 100 foot of water. So I started working that because they kept working it. I kept working it. And uh, I couldn't help but think, well, if there's going to be as many threshers as I've heard around here, there's got to be one on a big massive bait like this. So, like, I started catching a bunch of sardines off of this and throwing them in bags and then uh, uh, catching fresh mackerel and putting those down live and then letting them die and using them dead and dying and live and every combination of uh, possibilities I was exhausting in order to find this these uh, these fabled threshers, and uh, I couldn't find them. So I spent, like, an hour and a half on um, on that school, and then they were not having it. There weren't nothing on that. So then I kept moving and uh, just started making my way back north towards the harbor. And I just kept finding like pretty big bait schools doing the same thing, just circling them or like uh, getting out in front of them and drifting through them uh, with uh, with the bait on the outside of the school or underneath the school. And uh, uh, couldn't get jack shit. And then the next thing I know, I'm uh, over the top of visors. And so, drop down a fluke over isers, catch a sheephead. So it's like, okay, skunk off on relative game fish, I guess. And then try to send it back down, and it swims down, floats back up. And sheephead have no good grip points. And it was like 14 inches or so, so it didn't have much weight to it. So I wanted to try and release it, so I tried popping it, and then sending it back after like five minutes of trying to get into the boat because it's a slippery motherfucker with big teeth so you can't lip it, and then the gills are kind of weird and they're kind of wide-bodied, so, yeah, I didn't have a net. Net would have been killer. And uh, so I I uh, get into the boat, try to pop it, and it, it doesn't go back down. And so I'm like, all right, now i got to keep it. So then I, I struggle to get it in the boat some more. So I spent like ten minutes trying to get it in the boat in total, finally got it in the boat, and I'm like, okay you're dead, you're mine. And so then I went home.
And then uh, my last trip, which was yesterday, I went out in a different direction. And I was told by multiple sources, you got to go over here. So I'm going to go ahead and keep that to myself uh, where I was. But it seems like everybody knows. Anyways, <laughs> so I uh, went over that way with my bag of bait and uh, uh, set up shop. 6.40 a.m. peak low tide. Uh, I like a slack tide for pelagic type stuff. So I arrived on the scene right about then and then uh, put a, a dead mackerel on a float out there. Uh, like kind of butterfly at the back end. And... Uh, uh, started chopping up sardines and putting a chunk in the water like every 10 yards or so uh, for a couple hours. Uh, put out a second rod eventually. Uh, the only thing I ever saw in the spread or in the chum line was some smelt. I didn't see. I was hoping to like maybe see some mackerel, but all I saw were smelt. So um seemed kind of dead. Never saw any like tail and threshers or nothing. Um so, yeah, after a couple hours, I gave it up. seemed like the the peak title hour was past. So I went on my merry way to try and get my skunk off. So I uh, rock hopped for uh, uh, about a dozen fish, one red and uh, some relatively even mix of uh, calicos and sand bass. And that was all she wrote for that. Nice weather. For those days. But uh, uh, I'm being driven crazy with the thresher hunting. Because I know they're there. But I can't find them. So then meanwhile, uh, uh, my pal Chris, shout out. Um, last night he was able to put a thresher in the boat. And then uh, as I'm recording this right now, he just put up on Instagram that he's fighting fighting another thresher so uh he's found him down in his neck of the woods so uh, uh good to know they're definitely around um but uh he's making it look way too easy so i don't know what i gotta do i feel like i've i feel like i've kn i've got all my on paper shit and i'm just either getting really really unlucky or um i shouldn't actually be spraying my bait with sunscreen so i'll figure something out but um, in the meantime, I want to take like a several days break from trying to chase them so that I don't drive myself nuts. Like, uh, uh, like going for, uh, I've, I've realized that going for pelagic fish is a lot like, uh, my interest in like UFOs. Like, uh, I, I can't let myself go down the rabbit hole for too long. Otherwise I feel like I feel sick. So... You know, I gotta, I gotta balance myself out somehow. So maybe I'll go fish for corbina, and I'll actually do that. I haven't done that yet, so I need to actually do that. So those are parts. So. Something that's really been really super interesting to me for uh, for a while, but it's been reaffirmed in the past couple of weeks, is how uh, 
how often fish will show up in certain areas um, around the world, really. Uh, they'll show up in, in similar areas, like on similar days in the calendar year from the previous one. Like, uh, uh, so some big tuna were, some big bluefin were uh, out of, you know, sort of coastal in the last couple of weeks. I don't, they're, I don't think they're there around, they're there anymore, but in the previous few years, in like the last week of June, um, bluefin kind of show up coastal if you can find them. And, uh, I couldn't find them this year, but I, I know somebody who could find them. So, uh, that was really interesting how it was, it really was within like a week. It's like, you know, they could show up like a month later or like something like that. It wasn't even like similar water temperature I don't think but they still showed up at the same time and then another thing uh, or the another thing to reaffirm that is uh, the Dorado are apparently in US waters if you if you look around for them if you want to go snorkeling some patties uh, you might find a couple they're in the US waters apparently so that's uh, uh, and then that happened in the first week of July last year um, you you probably um didn't know or care at that at that point in the first week of July uh but people were starting to see them uh through July and then they really started to bite um the bite really turned on I think at the end of July I want to say maybe beginning of August um I was working over at Dana Horf um in like August September October and uh and then the bite pretty much shut off I think at the beginning of November, I want to say. Yeah. And uh, so they showed up at the same time this year. Uh, so uh, prepare your assholes for that. For for another for another semester of, of Dorado pain and suffering. I'm tired of those things. You know, they used to be my favorite fish. They used to be like, wow, you know, look at that. It's like, that's, that's a ridiculous looking fish. It's yellow and blue and it's pretty and it's got these beautiful speckles and they change color and they're fast and they jump and they taste good what more could you want well i i would want them to be i would want my favorite fish to be a less of a whore those things are just like they just throw themselves at you i mean like more so in tropical waters they're a little bit more difficult up here like you kind of had to have live bait uh and i saw some people um uh catch them with like flies and then i got one on a on a skirted troller, and, uh, so this year, uh, I really, once I, once I started working at Dana Wharf, I kind of got sick of looking at him, so I didn't even go for him in my, uh, in my own boat when I probably could have, but, um, uh, this year, if they're gonna show up like that, then I'm gonna start throwing flies around, and maybe, you know, trolling daisy chains, and some smaller trolling lures, uh, see if I can, um, I was able to, to bring home fish that people either didn't want or forgot on board. And so I was eating mahi through, through, through the summer and fall, uh, without even having to catch more than the one single one I caught. So, uh, this year I, I might have to, uh, uh, provide my own. So we'll see, but I would be way more interested if uh, yellowfin tuna showed up and they are showing up. Um, they're showing up in the accounts, uh, down on the U.S.-Mexico border, there's some, like, like I guess, outside of Coronado. 
And then um, I've been alerted that, and it is what happened last year. Uh, I remember being told that uh, yellowfin tuna showed up in U.S. waters, and like within the week, uh, they got wrapped up by commercial fishermen and uh, were never seen or heard from again. So um, same thing happened, uh, I guess, in the last week or something like that. A school showed up and they got wrapped. And uh, I would I would love to get into those on a more uh, regular basis from my own boat. That would be really cool. The bluefin are every time I've eaten bluefin, they're they're not that great eating. I mean, they're good. They're not bad, but they're not like amazing. I really think that yellowfin tuna are like consistently good, consistently very good to great. Um, and, uh, bluefin, I've only had it a couple times and every time it's been, uh, like a little bit fishy, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, people don't want to eat a mackerel. Well, I'll tell you what, um, bluefin tastes kind of like mackerel. I do like mackerel. I'm, I didn't say I don't like bluefin, but I'd rather have yellowfin. That's what I'm trying to say. Sorry. So, um, yeah. So I don't know what the hell. I guess uh, the only way the yellowfin can enter the uh, uh, U.S. waters is if they're kind of mixed in with other fish. Like, uh, it seems that uh, this year, so far, in the past couple weeks that the yellowfin have been showing up, that uh, people are getting them, if they're getting them in U.S. waters, they're getting them alongside bluefin. So I believe the bluefin tuna have a quota that may or may not have been reached Um Normally gets reached early in the year, but uh, those the the elephant when they mix in with other fish, I don't think they can get wrapped like they would if they were like all yellowfin. So, um, yeah, I just I just want to get a yellowfin. It's been a minute, been a couple of years, and I'd like to get a bigger one, bigger, bigger one. <laughs> figure I ought to just review how to catch threshers. Not that I obviously know how to get them, but uh, I'm well read on the topic. So might as well just run it through, put it out over over here, and, uh, you know, um, help people understand what, what, it, what it even is, uh, if you don't even know. Uh, so uh, there's two... As far as I know, there's two distinct locations to catch threshers. It's shallow water and deep water fish. And then uh, uh, the shallow water fish will be more uh, spawning, or they might be the pups, or it might be whatever like that. Um, and then the deep water um, is where you'll get bigger ones, as far as I understand. So there's two ways to go about getting them. Um Either way, I suppose, or in either location. Um, the first one is uh, trolling, and the second one is drifting. So, uh, uh, trolling, you're gonna you're gonna roll your uh, your Rapala Magnums or your bait o Uh bait o are like uh, uh, they've got a keel weight. They're like a, a trolling, a skirted trolling lure with a, a keel weight in front. Um, people will use them for. There's three sizes. There's a 16 ounce, a 9 ounce, and like a 3 ounce. And 
you can slow troll them. You put a either a fillet or a whole fish um, on the back end of it and uh, troll it, slow troll it. I've heard that you can also use it for Wahoo, I suppose, uh, trolling faster in that regard. Perhaps Mako's in that regard, uh, but I digress. So uh, the idea right now uh, in like the spring-summer thing in SoCal is to uh, catch them shallow water. So that would involve, um, it seems like you can use the trolling lures or uh, you could also uh, troll live or dead bait, I suppose. If you can get a mackerel to swim or whatever to swim, then uh, more power to you. Um, but in shallow water, yeah, you could either you could either troll them, but it seems more popular to uh, drift live or dead bait. And you could either do that uh, fly lined or you could do it under a float. I just watched a couple of YouTube videos the other day um, seeing how people set up their float and they would basically use one of those, uh, it's like a little, one of those like bell or, um, slider style foam buoys, like a small one. Um, and they'd put a rubber band around, like a large rubber band around, uh, around it. And then you just, uh, put a loop of your line into that to like secure it anywhere along your along your uh, up your leader so put it like 10 to 20 feet up or something like that 5 to 20 feet up depending on how uh how freaky you're feeling so so what I've done more than a couple times and it doesn't seem to work is I go out and I just start looking for bait I just look for you know uh bait birds and dolphins and once i find like a large collection of uh of sardines or anchovies somewhere it used i i've been told like you are too far out if you're more than like half a mile out uh from the beach and uh i kind of find that hard to believe and i know that like people will catch them uh as like bycatch while like bass fishing and shit like that so it's uh you know Maybe that's just more on the bottom and they're just doing their own thing instead of chasing bait around. But uh, uh, one might say that me being uh, five miles out in 100 feet of water chasing around big-ass schools of sardines um, is uh, is just the wrong way to go. And I keep thinking, like, well, if there's no bait on the beach then why the fuck would I be on the beach? There's not going to be any threshers there if there's no bait over there. So where's the bait? Well, it's farther offshore. So are the bait, are, are the threshers having a day at the goddamn beach? Are they getting their tan on, or are they out there chasing bait wherever the bait may be? That's what I'm trying to say. But uh, at the end of the day, I haven't caught any threshers, so, you know, they're probably right, I guess. So, um, yeah, so I don't know if I just got to be more patient and do just longer drifts along the beach or something like that. Um, or, you know, I don't know, I don't know, man, I'm fucking frustrated, I got a migraine from all this shit, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I got, uh, if you look up, you know, uh, thresher shark fishing 
in Southern California, uh, you'll see what I see. There's like, there's some shit where people are in Long Beach and, uh, they're not really exactly close to the beach. So that's kind of another thing that reaffirms like, okay, well, if they're not next to the beach, then, uh, where are they? They're over on like the break wall. Okay, great. Like, like that's not the beach, but where I was, uh, the other day, yesterday, uh, I went fishing by the break wall. I didn't see any bait. I saw smelt. I didn't see no goddamn max in my in my chum slick. I also didn't. Uh, my fish finder is dead. I don't know what the hell happened. I think I got to rewire something. I just saw that uh, as I, I went to recharge it. I've got like, what do you call it? Um, like there's the wire crimps. Um, I feel like I it might have folded one too many times in one spot. Anyways, so uh, yeah. So I've I've tried near shore, I've tried offshore in still shallow water, I've tried by the break wall. It don't matter if there's bait or there isn't bait. It doesn't matter if there's a if there's a peak tide or a or a, a middle of the moving movement of the tide. Or if there's a, or if I'm drifting or trolling, it doesn't fucking matter, they're not gonna bite. So uh should I give up? Yes, but will I? No. So, you know, I'm just gonna keep 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 fucking trying. Okay, you can't stop me. You can't, you can't stop me. So we'll see what happens. But um, you know, if I've, I'm a blind squirrel, and I'm I gotta find a nut. But I could also die from being blind. I think that's how most blind squirrels would uh, conclude uh, their existence. <laughs> What's the game plan? Well, I was I already recorded what the game plan was uh yesterday, but then um some shit happened, a couple different shits happened, and now we got new game plans for the week. I don't want to I don't want to look like I'm I'm slumming over here. I'm slipping. Don't catch me slipping no fucking way. No way. But uh yeah, so I'll let you know what I just did today in next week's report, but um, uh, what what I ought to let you know in this game plan is that uh, some coastal tuna showed up. Uh, hint, hint, that's got something to do with what I did today. But uh, yeah, so uh, particularly south of Newport Beach, uh, there's a, a decent amount of uh, little wolf packs, I think, are kind of moving around. Looks like they're small to medium fish, um, but they're there. Uh, go play hide-and-seek. Have fun. Um, the other thing that I wanted to really update this on was that uh, the Barracuda really just showed up uh, over on uh, out of San Pedro. Uh, the victory out of Long Beach sport fishing is, uh, has been killing it on the Barracuda game, so... Uh, uh, in some people's eyes, that's the start of the season, and I uh, and there's good reason to feel that way because uh, that's some that's some good inshore surface action, and it looks like there's some real logs, so uh, perhaps I'll go for that if I'm not going to go for uh, tunas or threshers, which I will do both of. I don't know how I'm gonna, I need eight days a week here. I need an eighth day, but uh, yeah. So uh, barracuda showing up, tuna showing up. How fun.
Kishivri. Uh, so, uh, forecast looks really good uh, at the end of the week as the new moon comes. Uh, the uh, the half moon uh, tide cycle we got going right now is still pretty strong. Nice, nice big, big tidal changes. Um, uh, I should really uh, Google what the hell the deal is on why sometimes a half moon tide cycle is like really mild and other times it's big like this. Like this looks like a fucking full moon cycle right now. I actually thought it was a new moon right now, judging by like the tide, but it turns out it's next weekend. So what the fuck? You know? So, uh, yeah, uh, surface action. It's getting hot. Bass, uh, they've been biting. If you don't think they've been biting, I don't know know what you're doing. But uh, they've been biting. Rockfish, they've been there. They'll be there. Don't worry about it. Go get that surface action. Go kill that cuda, buddy. Um, Yeah, so good luck playing hide-and-seek with the bluefin. Bluefin will be bluefin, so just remember that. Uh, But uh, good luck if you do that. And, uh, yeah, I'm probably going to fish the second half of the week. Uh, There's a lot better tides for, like, the thresher bullshit. Some uh, sort of early to mid-morning high tides that I want to capitalize on, knowing what I know now, and uh, continue to... uh, uh, Hit my head against the wall. The break wall. You'll see me over there hitting my head against it. That's not what you do. That's not what you should do. You should fish for threshers, not hit your head against the rocks. That's dangerous. But that's uh, that's how it be. So uh, whatever you do, uh, have fun. And uh, good luck out there. And be safe.